Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match! Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. So, after a couple of months of heat wave, the heavens have finally opened, just at the conclusion of the 100, with the Eliminator played uh, today, Friday, and then of course the final on Saturday at Lords. I wonder if that's an omen of some kind, although actually I quite like the 100 in many ways. So, actually I thought today we'd look ahead to that final with the star performer of this year's 100, and certainly with the bat anyway, which is of course David Milan, Eight matches, 358 runs, an average of nearly 60 and a strike rate of 172. Fabulous. But nothing more than you might expect from a man who was recently number one in the world in T20 international rankings as a batsman. He's now down to fifth, but that's still the highest Englishman in that ICC rankings list. So I thought it'd be interesting to chat to him today. He, of course, his team, the Trent Rockets, are already in that final on Saturday at Lord's. And the other place is going to be contested by the London Spirit and the Manchester Originals. Now, of course, without Joss Butler, who's been injured for the last two or three games and doesn't sound like he's going to recover anytime soon. Maybe uh, we'll try and and focus on getting into the England-Pakistan T20 series in September towards the back end of that series to retain his or regain his his captaincy of England's T20 side. But uh, for the moment... He's on the sidelines, so Manchester Riddles without him and playing Owen Morgan's London Spirit for a place in that final to face Trent Rockets and David Milan. So David Milan came into our virtual cricket club today and I talked to him about lots of things, particularly about whether he is surprised in a way as a very cultured sort of batsman that he has had so much success in the shortest format. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a su- total surprise. Obviously, back myself, um, 
but I guess without having the opportunity to play international cricket, you don't know how good you can be or whether you are good enough to even be part of that um, that system. But yeah, I, you know, I found T20 cricket is just an extension of the the longest format. Um, you know, you can still access both sides of the ground instead of only hitting to cow corner or square leg to try and uh, score your runs. Um, and I found a, a nice balance of being able to, to score against all types of bowling, both sides of the wicket, um, which I believe allows me to score at a similar strike rate, just in a different way to everyone else. Do you approach it in a different way? I mean, you know, you come from the, the ashes uh, last winter, which was obviously tough, uh, to you know now playing the 100 from one extreme to the other. Uh, and you're the top run scorer in this year's 100 with an astonishing strike rate of 172.11, which amazingly, I just noticed, is exactly the same strike rate as Will Smead, in fact, who's a totally different player, you know, a totally different kind of player. So, you know, how do you, how do you jump between those formats so successfully? Yeah, I'd say, well, I don't wouldn't say I was successful at Test Creek. Get a, you know, probably disappointed myself on that. I'd love to have done better in that. Um, but as I say, I, I just believe that T20 cricket is an extension of four-day cricket. So if you're playing a four defensive, you in 50-over cricket, you punch it down the ground. In T20 cricket, you just hit it over the top. Um, I'm a big believer in the basics, keeping it very simple, watching the ball and playing good cricket shots. Um, you know, I think a lot of the times in T20 cricket, bowlers try and outsmart you and sometimes outsmart themselves by actually bowling you bad balls um, if you have the right intent to put them off. Um, so, yeah, I'd say trying to keep it as simple as I can, have the intent to score uh, and stick to the basics as well as I can and just an, ex an extension of the four-day game, um, I believe. Is it also uh, quite a different mindset, though? Because in test cricket, you're really looking to, to bat a long time and to you know get through the phases of the game and you know, i mean most batsmen with any sort of value in themselves want to make a hundred in a test match clearly or more uh, but in t20 if you make a quick 32 off the first 21 balls that is regarded as a good score as a, as a good start let's say you open the batting so that's regarded as a good start and yet you walk off with 32 from 21 balls, you've got the innings going. Isn't there an element of frustration because you want to have kept going? Oh, 100%. Um, I, I think the one thing about T20 cricket is accepting that you do fail a lot um, and accepting that you actually have to take a lot of risk to get a lot of reward. Um, what that risk is is different. I might say a risk to me is trying to hit one over extra cover. Someone like a Liam Livingston might try to say a risk for him is just to hit it over cow corner you know so I, everyone has different risks um you still want to get the same result um and it's, it's the acceptance that you do fail a lot more in t20 cricket it's acceptance that um doing an ugly role for the team is actually a successful role so if you open the batting you want to get off as quick start as you want as you can sometimes you bat three and four you have to sometimes play the ugly role and taking your foot off the gas to enable the 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 game to move forward in the right way and allow people to bat out uh, um, around you. And also, if you look at guys that bat five, six, you know, they can have a great game and get 15 off eight and, and get a massive uh, pass on the shoulder um, for doing what you needed for the team. So I think it's the acceptance that you will score slightly less runs. Um, you will affect the games in different ways at different stages in the game. Um, and actually being 
proud of the fact that you've done that. Um, I think a lot of the times if we get hard on ourselves in T20 cricket and say, well, I've only averaged 20 here to strike rate of 135. Well, you know, were you playing on, on tough wickets? Was that the runs that you needed to score on those specific wickets to win the games? Because ultimately, I think we get lost a little bit now in, 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 you know, I'd say the historical side is averages and now it's strike rates and it's, oh, you can fail at average 20, but have a strike rate of 140 and you're still good or you can average, I don't know, 14 of a strike rate of 120 and that is okay, but it's not good because we want something else. But ultimately, we as cricketers are, are here to win games of cricket. So if you get 32 of 21 on a flat one and you lose, you're probably a bit disappointed that you didn't go on. If you get 30 on a 30 of, uh, sorry, 32 of 21 on a, on a low scorer and you've actually moved the game forward in the sense that you've actually put yourselves in a winning position, you're actually happy with it. So it's that catch-22 of you're playing the conditions in front of you, you're playing the game in front of you, instead of playing the preconceived idea that everyone wants, which is a 50 and a strike rate of 200, which we'd all love to do, but it's just impossible. Do you think that, you know, you, you've had a lot of experience of playing, you know, all formats now. Do you think in a way, um, test cricket, especially as a batsman, is almost more about the individual, the player who has to find a way, you know, Alistair being a classic example, Joe Root, uh, to find a class, find a way to get as many runs as possible themselves and obviously, you know, build partnerships, but it's about the individual, whereas T20 and 100 is more about the team. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think all, ultimately all of them are individual games in the team sport, but more so I'd say T20 cricket, you you have to play for the team more, if that makes sense. So you can go through a tough period in, in a four-day game and not score a run for the whole session, if that, may, if, you know, if that happens. But you're still getting the team into good position if you kick on afterwards. In T20 cricket, you can cost the game by eating up too many balls, but you can also be a match winner by walking out and facing the last ball of an over in the 19th over and slogging that for six and getting six off one and changing the game and making the game a winning game in the end. So there, there is so many things in T20 cricket where, you know, just because you want to play a certain way, that doesn't allow it. You have to sort of adjust and play the way that the team needs you to play at that specific time, that specific moment in the game, which I guess makes failure so much harder because everyone has a game plan, like you're doing test cricket and 50 over cricket, but how many times you're able to stick to that if you're batting at three, four, five, six, when you're coming at different stages of a game. In in the past, you know, I don't know, a couple of years, um, you've sometimes probably been unfairly accused of sort of starting slowly and then catching up. A, was that unfair? And B, have you changed, if, if necessary? Uh, I'd say a lot of it's unfair. Um, you know, ultimately, your goal is to win games of cricket. If you're doing that and you're not winning games of cricket, then that's a problem. But if you're doing whatever you're doing to score runs, to win games of cricket for your country or for your team. That's what you need to do. Um, you know, a lot of the times, I'd say you can take the stats into whichever way you want to use them. A lot of the time in this England T20 team, we've either been chasing 140 or we've got off to fly and we only need to bat at five or six and over to win a game of cricket. So strike rates are irrelevant. You're there to win a game of cricket. Um, sometimes I have got it wrong and you hold your hand up and you, you accept that. But also... You know, the nature of the game, the nature of this T20 team has always been they need someone to bat around for the rest of the guys to be able to be positive. So you do your role and you get nailed for it and you uh, play the situation how you want it. But, you know, there's a lot of preconceived ideas for it. I, I strike at 138 in international T20 cricket, which is more than Johnny and more than, uh, um, you know, I think it's more than Ross. Ross. I think that's probably more than, slightly more than Joss, actually. Similar, but 
you know, if I'm slow in one department, where are they slow? You know, so you never hear that side of the story. It's always, you know, I, it's the same story and same narrative from the same people. And no matter how many times you change that or you do something different, it's still the same narrative. So it, it does get a bit frustrating from that point of view, because ultimately my job is to score runs and win games of cricket for England. If I'm not, I won't be playing in the team. If I'm batting too slowly, I won't be in the team. But if we're winning games of cricket, then you're batting at the tempo that is needed on that specific day to win the game. And that's all I, I judge myself on. So you're talking about winning games of cricket and you've won quite a few for Trent Rockets. Uh, the reason why you're down in London now is because uh, it's the final on Saturday at Lords. You don't know who you're playing yet. What, what's what been the, the secret of the success uh, of that side, do you think, this year? I think we've got a well-balanced side. I think, um, you know, last year uh, Andy was the coach and he inherited uh, Stephen Fleming's initial draft um, and he was able to sort of piece together. We still got to the semi-finals last year and he had the, the opportunity to sort of add and take away things to the squad where he thought we lacked last year. Um, so I went from three to open the batting, which is something I've done in county cricket for me to be picked for England, obviously back for England at three. And then wherever I move around in the world, I end up batting three, four, five now because I get I bat three for England or I have batted three for England. Um, so, you know, getting players into the positions where they're comfortable, especially now that there's less balls, it gives them an opportunity to express themselves in the way they do it. We've got a good balanced team in the sense that we've got a lot of all-rounders. So we believe um, that we are able to have batting depth and bowling depth. So we always have six bowlers, whereas last year we only had five bowlers, which we found we struggled with. And it enables us to go and be as positive as we can in the first, well, from ball one, to allow us, because we have that batting depth, uh, we've, you know, we've got Sam at batting at six sometimes, Sam's and Lewis Gregory at, at seven and eight. Um, and when we had Rash Rashid Khan, he was at nine. So you just have this amazing um, tail, which gives you so much power to keep going during the innings. And I think we learned a lot from last year as well. We learned that, you know, some of the games we'd walk off getting 140 and go, it's a tough wicket, we're in the game. And we'd lose it with 25 balls to go. And we could never work it out because we approached it a bit like a T20 game. Whereas now we're, we're slight, slightly more... I'd say leaning towards being over positive and rather risk being bowling out or getting bowled out early um, to give ourselves a, a score of chasing, uh, of defending, especially when batting first. And when we bat second, obviously it's slightly easier because you know what you have to bat at the tempo. And you modestly haven't mentioned your own contribution and the fact that you've opened the batting with Alex Hales. That's, that's quite a, a combination, isn't it? How's that been batting with Alex? Yeah, good. Um, playing at Middlesex my whole career, I had, Paul Sterling that I opened the batting with um, and uh, they, they don't look alike but they both play similarly where they just go out and they try and attack from from ball one they always put the pressure on um, and I've really enjoyed batting with people like that because it takes the pressure of me people try and be more attacking and defensive against me which then gives me more scoring options um, you know they try and get him off strike which then you know by getting him off strike with a left arm spinner gives me a matchup which which works out beautifully um, for me um, so yeah, it, it's nice to play with good players and guys that are experienced. Um, you know, I think we dovetail really well. My strengths are, might not be his strengths, but we, we sort of play off each other quite well. And, you know, I mean, in the, in the last game, for example, we had a short boundary one side and, you know, at the start of the 10, he'd just look at me and go, your end. And after then I'll be like, your end. And then we just get each other on strike. And it was just, we just have an understanding with that. Um, but I guess that comes from experience and, and playing, um, a lot of cricket in our careers. That's <laughs> it. I love it. Simple, simple philosophy. No kind of business of, well, I'll hit this guy slightly wider of extra cover or 
you know, I better watch out for his slower ball. It's just your end or my end. Great. Uh, the short boundaries. And um, I mean, I've got to ask you, Alex Hales, England T20, wouldn't it be a great seat to have him and you together in that side? You, you've got some some big games coming up, Pakistan, etc. I obviously don't know what's what's going on there. I don't think it's right for me to comment about uh, stuff that's, um, you know, going on with a different player. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I have no say over that. I have no opinion, really. I, I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I've probably benefited from Alex not being in and around. I've got my opportunity um, from him sort of uh, sliding out of the, the the 15, if you want to put it that way. But yeah, look, it is what it is. I think there's people that have paid a lot more money that make those decisions than I do. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What about you opening for T- for England in T20? Is that a is that a consideration? I know Jason Roy is the, the resident opener, but they, they, they could try you up top, could they, do you think? I mean, you'd be, would you be keen? Uh, look, I've, I've said it on record numerous times. I'll bat 11 if it means I'll play for England. So, you know, wherever the team feel that I fit in um i'll happily you know bat wherever they want me to bat um and that's been the case in my t23 i've opened a few games and done okay i've batted three and done okay and i've batted four and in the world cup i batted five in one of the games uh, the previous world cup so you know I, I bat wherever the team need me to bat um you know if they ask me to open i open if they ask me to bat three I bat three I'm just gonna mm-hmm. sit on that one but i'll bat wherever they ask me to bat what do you think of the hundred overall does it have the impact on the players that it seems to have on the younger members of the public anyway? 100%. Um, I think it's an unbelievably good tournament. I think it's a tournament that we as players have been craving for for a number of years. Um, you know, the, the Blast is an unbelievably good tournament and it's been exceptionally good in providing so many cricketers to play for England and producing so many cricketers. Um, but I think we as players felt that we needed to either have franchise it or to maybe get a, a stronger, be stronger uh, sort of tournament. Um, not to say the Vitality Blast isn't strong or that, uh, you know, it's just, you know, if you have 18 teams to condense and date, you probably get a stronger tournament. Um, and the 100 has obviously been born. Not that I had any say over the 100 or, or any input in that. Um, but, you know, we as players, we, we go and play in all the different leagues around the world and you see how good a sort of franchise-based tournament is, which is short, sharp, uh, best be best, where you're able to, work with the best coaches, you're able to uh, work with different players that you haven't worked with, you're able to learn off them. And it's amazing how quickly you develop as a player when you're playing with someone that you might have watched as a 
as a young kid or someone that you've watched and admired and suddenly you're sharing and changing with them and you can ask questions and you can learn from them. Um, and I think that's where, you know, English cricket will benefit tremendously from the 100. So who, who would you say you've benefited from in particular over the last couple of years playing with or, or against? Well, I, I was fortunate when I was at Middlesex to have Brendan McCullum um, come and open the batting uh, for, for two seasons. So to be able to watch him and to, to sort of listen to how he goes about his things, about how he goes about um, always taking the positive option, which obviously rubbed on a morgues, um, obviously playing with, with Owen for so many years um, and learning of him, a left-hander as well. Um, you know, and then you go to the different leagues and you go to Pakistan and you're, 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 you're playing with Miss Bowl Huck or um, you're able to chat to him, pick his brain as he was a coach in, in one of the teams and you go, you go to, you know, the IPL and you've got Kumble and you've got Andy Flower that's played all around the world. You've got Kale Rahul who's so successful and you can pick their brains and just watch how they train, watch how they do things, pick things up. You know, speaking to Josh Butler about how he power hits, you can take small things here and there that works for him and try them in your game. And if they work, they work. If they don't, you can, you can shelve them. And that's the whole beauty of it is that you have so much more knowledge to, to gain from the players that have been so successful in their careers. And I suppose um, preparation, you, you mentioned that a bit. That's a key thing. Um, just quickly, how do you differ in your preparation for longer format to the 100? So, for instance, on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon before the, the final, how will you prepare for that? Well, so one of, one of the things about the uh, shorter formats that really I, I don't enjoy are meetings and we do meetings. So wherever you go, you'd have a meeting about the, the team, um, about what you're going to come up against from a bowler, from a batter. I'm a type of player that likes to do my own homework. So I sit and will study the bowlers and work out what plans I want to, to do against them, how I'm going to score off them, um, you know, what their slow balls are, what they do under pressure. Most guys have trends. You know, most guys would be like, if they're under pressure, they go Yorker. If they're under pressure, they go slow ball. Um, so you can read this sort of game and, and, and sort of try and be one step ahead of them. Um, you know, so we'll probably have that. Then we'll get to the ground. You have lunch. You have your um, physio. You do your strapping if you do strapping. Um, and then at a certain time, I'd like to go out and hit my balls. I have a, the same routine that I do for everything, That whether I play red ball cricket or, or um, white ball cricket, I have the same routine of just making sure my balance is good and that I can hit the ball to mid on um, and feel the ball in the middle of the bat. Um, does that take, um, is that like, do you have a set number of balls or is it just when you feel right, you stop? Just when I feel right. I, I give myself 15 minutes. Um, and if I feel good after seven, eight minutes, then I'll move on. Um, and if I don't feel good, I'll use all 15 minutes. Brendan McCullum, you mentioned him earlier uh, as, as a colleague at, at Middlesex. What have you made of, of his input onto the test side then? Yes, yeah, but brilliant, hasn't it? How good has it been to watch? Um, I know they had the blip at Lords, but five out of six tests um, to go and play the way they have that positively, I think it's been fantastic. It's, it's been a breath of fresh air. Um, it doesn't look like they're under pressure, even though they are under pressure, it looks like the pressure has been taken off them. It doesn't look like they're all playing for the last test match, which, you know, I felt like in, in my time when I played, you were always feeling like you were never sure if you were going to get another test or you're going to make another series. So you're always sort of looking over your shoulder a bit, whereas, you know, they've almost, it looks like they've almost taken the white ball mantra of we're going to back you to the hilt. Um, you will come good. If you don't come good, you've been given every opportunity to come good instead of it being, oh, we've given you three test matches and, and, and you're off. Um, you know, and they're given guys long periods of time to, to go and perform and show themselves. And a lot of people might criticise that and be like, oh, well, he needs to get dropped and he needs this. 
but I think it's fantastic that they're backing their players and, and you know, eventually someone will get dropped. Eventually there might be one, two players that move on and they find another player, a couple of players and, and hopefully they get back the same way as those players did um, because it was has been successful in white ball cricket to create a fearless brand of cricket where people are able to go and enjoy their cricket like they would do for their counties where they go and score ton loads of runs, um, you know, to be able to go and do exactly the same for England. Initially, it was really tough getting dropped after the Ashes. Um, you know, I got brought back two tests before and in those seven test matches that I played, there's only Root that scored more runs than me. So obviously was disappointed when I got dropped at the time. Um, you know, I just had a little one as well, a little child. So that was good for me to get my mind off that stuff. And then because of that, I had a two or three month break. So that allowed me to sort of get away from the game and mentally refresh after, you know, a tough 18 months of COVID bubbles. You know, I, I, I was really feeling it towards the end. I, I wasn't enjoying cricket, nothing to do with my results or the team or anything. I just wasn't enjoying playing cricket. The bubbles had absolutely destroyed me. So having the three months after that, Ashes was actually probably, a, would say, a career saver in that sense. And the fact that I was able to go and get refreshed mentally, not think about cricket, didn't pick up a bat for two months, spend time at home, which I hadn't been able to do. Um, you know, and it's sort of, I'd probably say it puts things a little bit more in perspective that cricket isn't the be and, and, and end all. Um, but yeah, look, I, I would love to play in this system here under under the new guys where you're backed and you're given a long run. Um, you know, I, I, I played two Ashes Test Series um, out in Australia, leading the run score in the one, scored the second most in the other. Um, and got dropped very close both afterwards. So who knows what could have been, but, you know, ultimately if I'd scored more runs at the time, then I wouldn't be having this chat with you. You're now approaching the final of the 100 at Lords. You're a Middlesex man originally, uh, played at Lords for many years. Just talk us through the concept of the 100 final, the fireworks, the DJs, the, the archway that you have to run through to come onto the field. How does that fit with your original kind of impression of Lords as a, as a young player? And can you believe it's sort of gone to that level of transformation? It's definitely changed, I must admit. You know, one of the proudest moments for me as a Middlesex player was, you know, when you go and bat, was to walk through the, the long room and down the steps and you run straight onto the field and you've lost that. Now you've got to go walk all the way around and go walk through a different arch, which is, which is, different um i'd love the arch to be there so you can run past the members and, and walk past and you get the clap when you get naught as well which is brilliant um so you have to go a different way now which which works as well so you avoid that um but yeah it's different i mean like even like this game we're, we're in the the home dressing room and the london spirit if they were to win tomorrow will be in the way dressing room so it's really strange like so it's, it's really strange how it's just suddenly changed it's not there's no one's home ground it's like mm. we're just there Play and, and, and we get on with, with what it is. Um, but it's exciting. It's exciting to see that not only as can times change, but organizations change to make things um, you know, as 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 good for everyone, you know, whether it be kids or adults that they possibly can. And I suppose in the end, fundamentally, it's a game of cricket, isn't it? With a ball on a bat. It is, it literally is. There's a lot of gimmicks around, um, which is brilliant because that's what kids want to watch. That's what the young people, they want to watch the, the bright lights. They want to see fireworks. They want to hear music. They want to have a relaxed atmosphere. Um, but ultimately, you still got the best 11 players playing against the best 11 players possible on that day. Um, and it's been fantastic cricket. You know, you, you tune on and you or turn on and you watch um, the other games in the evenings. And it's brilliant to watch the best players playing against the best players, which is, you know, what I want as a player. And, and I, I guess the paying public do too. You know what they want to do, really? They want to take a catch off a David Milan 
wallop over deep mid-wicket, really, don't they? They have to come to the front few rows if they want that. <laughs> and um, I, I suppose, you know, given your likely schedule, Red Bull cricket is a, is a is a sort of is a distant thing in in a far off land at the moment. I mean, when are you going to play your next Red Bull game? It could be could be next April, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's all, there's a game starting on on Monday, so I need to speak to Goffey about that and, and, and the ECB because we, you know, if you're in the Pakistan squad uh, and World Cup squads, we fly on the 14th of September, so we need a bit of a break after you know three or four or five months of cricket already, and it's amazing that that you look at you've got you've just had five months of a full-on schedule, which everyone knows has been so busy. And then, you know, you finish the 100 on the 3rd and you fly on the 14th. So you have 11 days if selected for those tours um, to recover before going to Pakistan for, what, two and a half, three weeks, and then Australia for a month and a half um, with literally 10-day break. Um, so that's not easy uh, from that point of view. But, yeah, from a Red Bull point of view, at the moment, it looks like unless, uh, you know, unless things don't go my way, it looks like I'll probably be playing April next year. Well, I thought David Milan spoke very honestly there about his own role in teams and he was quite modest actually about his immense contribution over the last year or two in T20 particularly. And obviously he's looking forward to that final at Lords on Saturday, weather permitting, of course. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see what his role will be for England going forwards. He certainly deserves to be still in that T20 side, which heads off to Pakistan for some one-dayers, some uh, T20s. And then, of course, it's the T20 World Cup in Australia in October. So lots to look forward to for David Milan. Certainly sounds like a headache trying to manage your schedule if you're one of those multi-format players. But the English season's kind of at least simplifying a little bit after this weekend with the county championship back. And, of course, the third test match against South Africa at the Oval starting on Thursday, the decider. And to preview that, I've invited England's former coach, Andy Flower, into our virtual cricket club early next week. So we'll hear from him about what he thought about England's progress over the summer and a little bit about the, the 100 final, which his team, Trent Rockets, are in, of course. So Andy Flower is our next guest on this show next week. We're looking ahead to that third test at the Oval. Good luck to both teams in that 100 final, whoever they are. And we'll be back next week with our podcast previewing the third test. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.